Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are guys in short sports. Galaxy came back, scored a nice go. team goal. What's Beautiful. a team goal? It comes off of one person's <laughs> foot. We're part sports cast. I don't think Babe Ruth ever hit a home run into a waterfall. Then he never played in a real stadium. Part backyard barbecue. USA! And USA. all LA sports. Dodger Stadium has a tradition also. They've hosted eight World Series. Guys in shorts, bringing you everything you need to know in LA sports. I think we should use Chloe as our barometer. And some of the stuff you probably didn't. <laughs> How do we get there? Guys in shorts, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Tonight, we pod. <laughs> Welcome to the Guys in Shorts King Show. This is our last show of 2016. That means year and recap show. Everyone loves talking about the past year and thinking about the limitless possibilities in the year ahead. We'll be recapping our favorite plays, players, quotes, and giving you our New Year's resolutions for the Kings in 2017. I'm Jeff Wilson, and these are the guys. James Whitlock. Thank God I don't have to hide that elf tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dad. Jordan Heckman. Darren Basa is my New Year's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. And Dennis Wilson. I love my wife. Beer is always good. It is always good. Welcome, gentlemen, and happy New Year's. Ah, happy New Same Year's indeed. Yeah, good Already. stuff. This is this is it. This is our uh, our eleventh show together. Already, Pretty exciting. wow, that's wow. awesome. Double dig. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we did it. It's been uh, it's been a fun year so far. Looking forward to the year ahead. But before we get there, let's talk about this year in review. And actually, before we even get there. Jordan has a story that he'd like to share about uh, Setaguchi. Do I? I'm just kidding. I um, believe you do. So you I begged me to say it. That's here. true. Please, Jeff, do it. Just tell <laughs> me. Let me us. give me some time. What do you got? So I actually stumbled upon this story um, about a week ago. Um, it, it talks about Devin Setaguchi's comeback into the NHL. Um, as some of you know, he was a first round pick uh, by the Sharks back in some time ago. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, <clears throat> Great story so far. Thanks. Yeah, it's full of facts. And details. <laughs> yeah, and details. Really should look that up. Anyways, um, he was taken first round uh, by the Sharks. Uh, he then kind of bounced around the league. Um, had had some issues. Sorry. Yeah. Already. I'm really interested. Yep. Um, it turned out that the issues stemmed from drug and alcohol abuse. Um which is really sad, I know. That's like a very ironic yeah. that I just opened a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Tax 
Um, so after stint in a Malibu rehab center, um, he wanted to make his NHL comeback. Um, he failed to make the roster for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then he uh, called his buddy Joe Thornton, Boo Sharks, um, and asked for him for some advice. And Joe Thornton had played for uh, a Swedish team. Um, Sorry, uh, a Switzerland team during the two NHL lockouts, the uh, DC Davos, or HC Davos, sorry. Um, so he uh, called up the coach there. He said, hey, I want you to give this guy some sort of tryout. Uh, the guy, or um, Devin Zedaguchi, ended up playing in 30 games. He scored 24 points, which is, a, oh, yeah, wow. great. Um, he then caught the attention of the Kings assistant GM, uh, the great Rob Blake. Um, who is also a former Sharks player and knows Joe, Joe Thornton from their time playing together. So he called Thornton up. He's like, hey, man, like, what's the deal with this guy? Like, is he clean? Blah, blah, blah. Um, is, is he doing all the right things in, like, the offseason? Is he training? And Joe Thornton totally vouched for him. Um, so uh, Joe Thornton's brother is actually his agent as well, too, um, as well as Devin Setaguchi's agent. Um, so they called him as well, too, and told him that they wanted to give him a professional tryout. Um, and then he came in, he impressed, and now the rest is history. Can we redo that story, but not say Joe Thornton so much and say, uh, like, uh, doormat face or something along those lines? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Burlap sack face. Burlap sack face. <laughs> Very cool story. You're almost I, forcing I think, me uh, to want to thank the sharks. I know. Almost. Damn, especially Joe Thornton. Ugh. Now, uh, I think, uh, part of that, he checked himself into that rehab clinic too. Like he yeah. realized he was spinning out of control yep. and like, it was all himself. Like he did it all himself. There was nobody that was like, Hey, you really need to get help. Yeah. Like, he, it was all self-realization and got himself help and got himself back. So I think that's pretty cool. So while you're going out drinking this weekend, remember that story. Think of, yeah. think of that story. <laughs> remember the gooch. Yeah. Remember the gooch. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, good story. Thanks for sharing it, Jordan. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Full of facts and details. Facts and <laughs> loved details. It. Loved all of them. Uh, let's, let's talk about our year-end recap stuff. I'm thinking we start with, how about... Favorite plays of 2016. Now, remember, this goes back to the later part of last season also. Any favorite plays that that jump out? Every single overtime goal. <laughs> because <laughs> and there's a lot. great plays. Because overtime, or three-on-three overtime is the best thing to happen to hockey since high-definition television. For sure. Yeah. Since that the blowing puck. <laughs> no, that, was the, that was one of the worst things. <laughs> right. Since then. It, <laughs> I gotta, is there YouTube footage of that? I haven't seen yeah, it. I gotta, I gotta, look, it up. I gotta look it up. Don't look it up right now. But <laughs> He's going for I gotta it. Look it up. That'd be great pod there, James. Great pod. <laughs> show. You can't see this, but it's amazing. <laughs> There's this puck and it's glowing. It's great. <laughs> How about Zadkoff like, trying to protect his face from the puck by like, putting his hands up in front of his face? <laughs> no, best plays, not oh, worst shit. plays. I got this wrong. <laughs> yeah. I suck that's, at this. What a so dick, good. right? It's a hate couch. It's a hate couch coming out. Not the moneymaker. <laughs> okay, You're seriously, though. Seriously. How about... Dwight King's shootout goal. Like, I'm really digging that oh one. Oh, my yeah, that's good. gosh. You, James. What is this? Two good, shows in a row. Two What's going weeks on? In a row? Two weeks in a row you've brought up. Oh, I thought this is our Dwight New Year's King. resolution show, too. Did you guys uh, meet on Grinder or something? You guys know. are dating? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, my New Year's resolution is going to be nicer to Dwight King. It's, oh, oh no. It's got to be something you got to reach for. It can't be just an easy goal. So. <laughs> so, we, so we get to call you out on your shit then from now on. 
No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do anyway. That's it's true. Like, you need permission. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, how about we talk quotes? I mean, okay, who's the best post game interview? On the Kings. Alex Curry. Sutter. Oh. Interviewer. Oh. Alex yeah. Curry for sure. You're yes. not getting Jeff off her. Although I would argue <laughs> the Kings cameraman needs to back that camera up because we don't get enough of her in the frame. That's why you follow her on Instagram. Uh, yes. <laughs> She's amazing. I, I believe it's at Alex Curry for everybody out there. <laughs> yeah. Jeff might be Jenny, blocked. I love you. <laughs> How about best uh, from the Kings organization, best post-game interview? Obviously, Sutter. Sutter. Yeah, Without clearly. A doubt. I mean, the guy's just a quote machine. So Jordan actually brought in a list of his top, top three, three quotes. And and I can't imagine you even narrowed it down to three. Like, that's, I, I that's pretty impressive. impressive. Well, good news is there's an honorable mention. Oh, we're, we're going to start <laughs> so, off with an honorable mention to your so top three. <laughs> so then it's top four. Have you been taking pod notes from Ben Garcia? <laughs> <laughs> So Who bad. has to tell a story? So there's a top three. No. <laughs> so let's hear you your top four. Yeah. So the honorable mention is. Um, so this is number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, it's on whether he's uh, on whether Sutter is happy. He doesn't have to face Corey Price more than twice a year. Everybody knows Goldtain and Robot Corey Price. And uh, Sutter's Carrie response Price. is, sorry, Carey Price. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> Carey Price is a star. That's not really a question. Do you like playing against against star players? We do a lots out west. Everybody's got star players out there too. Basically shitting on the media for only loving the East <laughs> yeah. Coast yeah. for friggin' hockey. I yeah, anyways. that is great because that is much needed. You hear those guys in that Boston game? Or no, it was uh, I think uh, the Penguins game. They just they wouldn't shut up about the freaking Penguins. It's like, oh, the Kings are playing too. Yeah. Uh, number three on whether his 200th win with the Kings carries any special meaning. No. <laughs> uh, on lack of effort early in the season, it can't hit you in the ass and go into the net if you're not standing close to the net. <laughs> yeah. True statement. And number one on how to turn around the losing streak. Score a goal. I mean, disappointing. Not a recipe for success tonight when you don't score and don't get any saves. Back to the fact that you need to put more goals in the net than the other team to win a goal. Or to win a game. <laughs> hey, key lesson in hockey. Yep. That's how it works. I Jordan believe he got preaching. that from you. Preaching. Yep. That's preaching a, this all year. It's a Jordan Heckman uh, school of hockey right there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Never played a minute in my, in my life, but... <laughs> oh, got the basics Sutter. down. I got, I, got, I got a classic Sutter quote. And actually, I... I I've tried to find this quote a, a few times, so if anybody out there can like find where this is written down, because I know it's been written down before, but it was a uh, preseason, and so obviously the guys are not at top form. They lost the game, and one of the reporters asks, you know, uh, do you think the guys, you know, are they shaking off a little rust, got some cobwebs, whatever? You know, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something along those lines. Are they shaking off the rust? And Sutter's so like, um, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's been a long off season, just like you guys. You guys haven't asked questions in a while, so it's going to take you a while to uh, ask a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Love okay, that. and to parlay well off played. that, I think the Kings are missing an opportunity with Sutter because every time he drops a bomb like that, he licks his lips and looks around. <laughs> 
Sutter needs a hype man. Like he needs a hype man I because it's just dead silent and the reporters are the most uncomfortable people on the planet in that moment. <laughs> yeah. And no one there is on his side. He needs somebody there just to lay it down and just be like Bitch, you got played. And it happens <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like it would be a full-time position. And he would fly with the team. You can do it. I think you should, I should. You know what? You should, you should you, do you it. You need to present the – I mean, you got connections. Maybe you should present the position. Maybe they can make something happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to make you're, a call. Flag waiver during the game. Hype man. Daryl Sutter hype man right oh, afterwards. Man. Oh, man. I could do it. Oh, yeah, you oh, could. Man. You guys got me all excited. Clearly, that was great. Right I'll phone there. in. I'll phone in any away games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call Luke. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, call him tomorrow. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I got one for you too. One of my favorite all-time coach quotes of any sport is losing in 2014, going to Game Seven against Chicago. Reporter says on uh, something to the effect of, "What did you tell the team after the loss?" And he says, "We fly at 11." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so nothing good. else that needs to be said, and that's the first question out. How do you follow that up with another question? Like, thank you. He's good night. Shutting people down. That's great. Yeah, he's all business at that point, and that's that, the way the coach needs to be. There have been I, I've watched some post game interviews, like after losses, where there have been two questions because he has just shut them down, and no one wants to ask a question. No, you hear it in their voice, like they're timid. They yeah. they're quivering because they don't even uh, they coach, know the words coming uh, out of their mouth, and they don't sound like a good sentence, and they're going to get called out on it. Yeah, and he's not like John Tortorella that just cusses people out, like <laughs> right, cusses right. reporters out. He is just he's going to turn it on you and yeah. make you look like a jackass. Yeah, he just <laughs> makes you look dumb, and they don't want to ask a question. So it's, it's yeah. beautiful. I've got a f- uh, favorite classic of. Of his, real quick. It goes back to when uh, Dowdy was appearing in those Bridgestone commercials. Oh, God. I don't remember yeah. this at all. But you know, <laughs> they don't ask him about it. He's like, So, uh, what'd you think about when you saw, saw this commercial? He's like, Well, the first time I saw it, I told him I needed a new pair of tractor tires. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes on to say it might be the difference between two or three minutes at a game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. Let's talk about our MVP of 2016. Budai. Budai is the MVP of 2016. Oh, so it's not unanimous. No, it's not? It's not unanimous. No. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we know Dennis is. I, know, I, know, I think I know what uh, what James got. <laughs> well, why? Let's. I'll uh, bet let's, you don't. Let's. Uh, Ooh, it's not Dwight King, is it? It is not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I tried so hard. We're not in New Year's yet, so I'm good. <laughs> why is Budai your MVP? Uh, 39 save shutout. Uh, just holding it down while Quicks out. I think it I think is he's, amazing. He is. He's playing his ass off so that that's why i think are you kind of grading him on a curve also that uh he's been put in this situation where i don't think that well, i mean if you want to grade it on a curve it's because zakoff sucks <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so well, good above him but to, no. but to be fair B- budai has been pulled from a couple games but yeah, yeah but, but quick gets pulled from games too the good so. thing is, is though yeah. is is he's responded to that because he got yeah. pulled in the game against the sabers yeah, and they got put back in because Zakoff is a piece of shit. But um, <laughs> he comes out and responds uh, to a shutout of the Penguins, and then he comes out and responds after that uh, to a one-game goal against the Bruins. So I think he can respond to 
bad games. Yeah, and he's had a couple in good bad way, games. Yeah. And he's he been called out by Sutter as well, too. Um, and he, he responds well to that, which is good. Let's face it. He's he's one of the oldest guys on the team. He's uh, he's only a few months behind Gabrick, so he's he's had experience yeah. uh, in playing. He's been he's been in the NHL before. He he knows the game. Um, so yeah, it, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's not mine, but it's a good pick for. All right, James. Can can I take a guess? Go for it. Is it Carter? It's Carter. Ew. Pretty boy Malloy. Good old Carter. He's he's really stepped up. He's one of the guys that I was really feeling was going to have a, a breakout year. Um, you were right, and thank um, God. No, he, yeah. but he's he's driving that team. The people that he plays with play better with him, right? So he's bringing the team up. He's he's keeping the speed up in the game, which is what we need. We need a fast game, yeah. And Carter does that. So picks up the speed um, a bit. It's it's something where I, I think he elevates not just he hasn't elevated just his play, but he's elevated the other players on the team, and that's where. You know, we we've kind of fell short this year. You know, we don't really have a solid captain presence, which we thought we would get. Um, you know, but with injuries and things like that, it's taken Cope out. And I think Carter's really stepped up where he's needed to with all those injuries to kind of lead this team to to stay ahead of uh, of others. Yeah, and I, I think he's kind of taken on that whole captain role a bit more than Kopitar has to a certain extent. Uh, after that Sabres game, uh, which we fell apart in. Uh, he kind of called the, the whole team out and called them fragile. And I, they obviously responded really really well to that. And um, I think he's kind of stepping into that role where maybe Kopitar is not fully comfortable in it quite yet. Did you hear Did you hear like an interview when they asked him about that? Like He downplayed that whole thing a lot. I well, think, good, he to, should to, to not step on Kopitar's yeah. toes. He basically said... That's uh, very captain-like of him. Something <laughs> needed to be said. Something needed to be said. So I said it. Yeah, that, and that's all it's, it was, and that he, he really also wears an A too, so like downplay, it's kind yeah. of part of his role right. too. Yeah, so. Absolutely, and, and that's very hockey esque player yeah. um, kind of mode, uh, mode. Is is they they they'll always play it off to better the team, not better themselves like other yeah. sports. Yeah, basketball, football. Jordan football. Heckman, your MVP of 2016. Teddy Purcell. You are wrong. <laughs> uh, just kidding. He no, gone. Uh, he gone. Um, I've got to go with Carter as well, too. Uh, he's just elevated his play. And just as James said, he's elevated the people around him. There's a reason why Tanner Pearson has the second most goals on the team. It's because he's been playing with Carter for the most part. Um, he, it's, he just makes the whole team better. Top to bottom. Love it. Dennis, can you disagree with these guys? No. It's a great pick. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I, Second you, to Boudet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm right there wrong. I mean, yeah. that's how that's of course, right. Of course. No. I, I honestly it to to their point to make the case for Carter being the MVP so far is, you know, without him doing what he's doing, where would the Kings be? You know, but the same thing, without Budai doing what he's doing, where would the Kings be? Yeah. Yep. Those two guys, if either one of them were were not doing what they're doing this year, it would look a lot uglier. So those two guys, I, I can't argue with them, and I don't think they can really argue with me. And I think I to your it. point, too, I think there's only one person that plays goalie at a time. Yeah. So the whole game kind of hinges on whether he can perform well and keep you in the game. So I, yeah. I can see where you're coming from as well, too. Which, I mean, at the same, to, more to that point is that the backup is just not consistent. Zakhoff no. is not consistent enough. He's pulled out some games, but not really. 
I feel like this love couch needs a little. <laughs> They're like gazing into each other's eyes. You know, we're over here, guys. Maybe oh, I'll man. switch up my uh, New Year's kiss. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to point something out. This might get our, cut our the beards show might stick fine. together, but it'll be weird. Laura mentioned to me, like, before I came out here, uh, I forget what we were talking about, but it was something about the show. And uh, she's like, well, don't you sit on the fuck couch? <laughs> I was like, well, we are trying to make the love couch, but I don't think we're taking it that far. Yeah. <laughs> That's only when it pulls out. We're still uh, guys in it. shorts. Yeah. Uh, that's where we need Sutter's hype man for Laura. There it is. Don't sit in the semen. <laughs> I, I got, I got uh, some. I kind of want to piggyback off of the MVP type thing. And I, I got a question for James because it's something I, I mentioned on Twitter, or, or Instagram, actually. Um, Jeff, you obviously haven't been a fan long enough because you're, you're brand new yes. due to our blood pact. And Jordan, you weren't there for the dark ages. Nope. You, you caught the very end of it. Who's your favorite? Non Gretzky, non Robotai player for the Kings, like during those dark ages. I'm talking like the the purple and black dark ages. Who is who is your player? I can answer that. Who was yours? McSorley. McSorley. He was your guy. Butt check. <laughs> All right, mine. And I, I posted on Instagram because it was one of the the Kings like um, 50 greatest or whatever they're they're doing. Right. Uh, Matty Nordstrom. He's a defenseman, and he uh-huh. was a badass out there. Really, he is. Bar none, the best player on the team at that time, and he was their captain. And actually, uh, our our friend Brett Davidson posted on the on that Instagram thing that I, I put up. You know, he was the last captain that had balls. Huh, because, nice, nice. And it's kind of true when you yeah, think about yeah. it. The way he played, the way he went after people, the way he like treated refs. That dude was he was a fucking captain. Well, and, so. and, is that because Nicole has Dustin Browns up on a shelf in a jar? <laughs> Yeah, they're still there. Okay. They're still there. Yeah, I uh I can't argue with that because the the Kings, the one thing I've always loved about the Kings is is they're a hard team. They've always been a hard team. And uh you know, whether they win or lose, they still play you tough. And you still go to a good hockey game. Yeah. Even if you, we get 5 to 1 against us, you still watch the Kings play the game. You yeah. know, they never gave up. Uh, very rarely do you see that. And and in those days, it's all we knew. You know, we didn't know yeah. a lot of a lot of wins in a season. So you you had to get get comfortable with that. And and so you got to see some gritty games and and yeah, I I did like McSorley though. Uh, McSorley was I've got I've got a few signed things from McSorley. He was kind of one that I've I've uh found uh, pretty interesting to watch the, um, the whole stick thing though that it kind of killed it for me yeah the curved stick curved so, stick in the in the playoffs okay so the, the the when the kings made it to the stanley cup finals against the canadians you should uh, like the story yeah, yeah, it'll make yeah. you hate the canadians even more yeah. love it yeah uh there it, you you have a limit on how curved your stick could be and mcsorley's stick they 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 complained about his stick and actually brought it up because the they were playing really well at the time. They won the first game, and I think it was in the second game of the series. I don't know, it was a long time ago. Um, and so they complained about it to the, the refs, and they actually have a tool to measure this like uh-huh. at the stadium, and they measure it, and it's off by like a millimeter or something like that. And I forget exactly what happened, but it kind of turned the whole series you know, really? on the Kings. And I think McSorley got a... Ejected from the game or something. I don't. Maybe you remember. Yeah, a little yeah better. And they lose four straight. After they that. lost four straight after that, and so uh, that whole thing is like, okay, why do you have an illegal stick? So that kind of like, 
I love McSorley, and uh, that's just kind of a hard. Do one you to... think it was intentional? See, if, just, if it's off that much, if it, like uh, if, it's, I, if I it's, really, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think it's intentional. I think those are those circumstances. It, it wasn't a Deflate Gate type. Yeah, you know, I scenario. was just gonna say if that happened today, it'd be stick gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, really, you're gonna call that? Really? But, yeah. At the same time, it's kind of like, like calling a, a goalie's knob on his on his stick. Like, I've, you I've, can't. You have to have your knob. The knob's got to be white at the top of the stick. You're some, a knob. And some people will have a color, <laughs> and if it looks because they don't want it looking black and, and thinking like it's a puck, so. Uh, it, calling things like that, like really, and we've done it too. We've but called I've, them on the I've teams. hated the Canadians ever since for that. Like they, I fucking hate them. I don't, usually don't care about East Coast teams. Like I, I don't hate any of them. They're one of them. Screw those guys. I, I don't mind the Canadians. It. I, it's one of those things where it's a bullshit thing, and it, it does turn. As much as Sutter doesn't say momentum hurts, momentum hurts. It does. That's just a very coach thing to say. Yeah, it, you know, momentum yeah. hurts. You you get. You get deflated like that, huh? Yeah. Deflate. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick. All right. Enough of 2016. Enough of dwelling on the past. Let's talk about the future. 2017. It's coming. New Year's resolutions for the Kings in 2017. What do we want to see? Trade Nick Shore and get something good for him. Oh, it's <laughs> a good one. Preaching. What would you yeah. like to see? Uh, I think we need offense. Yeah. I think we need to... Try and move him for a, a just. A, we don't need a, a top guy, you know, like like we've gone after with like Gabrick or Carter, something like that in the past. We we need a good solid piece to fit in, and not a guy that's going to be in and out like Setaguchi or, you know, any of the the other guys like Dowd. Like we need a so, I think a solid piece, a solid scoring winger that just makes shit happen. Jordan Heckman, you got a New Year's resolution Jeff Wilson. for the Kings? Uh, I'd like to see Kopitar get his shit together. Um, honestly, I, it's it's kind of getting to the point where it's like you need to score some goals, bud. Uh, I know you've got the most assists on the team, but like you need to put some pucks in the net. That's it for me. It's because <laughs> you put Simple. pucks in the net and you win games if you yeah. put more of them, more in the of net them than, than, the, than the other team. I heard that somewhere. Jordan Hackman School of Hockey. There it is. James Whitlock, what's your New Year's resolution for the Kings? It is more goals. Like we've got to figure out our game. We don't. I. I feel like we don't have an identity at this point. Not offensively, anyway. We I, we're so up and down that we don't have a solid identity, and we're moving players around. People aren't consistently with people, and and when you when you start to play and you know where your people are going to be, like that pass we had this year um, to Carter uh, to uh, end a game. Uh, was it uh, oh, to Foley? Yeah. Passes like lobs one mm-hmm. to Carter right in front of him. Beautiful. Not a lot of planning goes into it, but it was just a breakaway and uh, just put it right in front of him where he needed it. And it was an easy goal. And plays like that where you know where those players are going to be, um, we've got to really find that identity and and have a team with solid lines. So I would say find that identity, get people in positions to where they can kind of figure out their partners, and and let's get to winning some damn games. Like, Do you feel like Sutter kind of meddles too much? Sometimes, like he, I don't remember exactly what the changes were, but from when we scored four goals against Detroit, he he changed the lines going into Pittsburgh. Like I think he put Pearson down on the third line, which I thought was really weird, and put King up on the second line. Like I, sometimes I feel like he kind of meddles too much. Like maybe there's like a good thing going, and he's like, eh, let's change it up and see what real, happens. Real quick before you answer, 
Uh, Jordan Hickman, if you had a press pass and were at the post-game interview, would you have the balls to ask Daryl Sutter that? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just curious. Um, James. I don't think too much. I think too soon. Too soon. I okay. think he starts moving things around in games too soon. Um, to where you don't, you can't see. Let's let this play out. Like you've got to commit to a line, and and let them play together before yeah. you. And and we're seeing it in the first period. We're moving people around. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. It's it's too soon. I, it's stuff that needs to happen when you're not scoring. But in the Boston game, every it seemed like every line that was out there was like, who the hell is on the ice and why is it like this? Yeah, because the, the lines were just so jumbled up. He was just trying to make anything work. That I think you you don't get any. Like you don't get any chemistry with with your line mates. You got guys that don't normally. Play. How long has it been since Pearson's been on the third line? You know, played with any of those yeah, guys down I there. I have no idea. You know, uh, the only guy he's probably played with any consistency has been Brown. You know, who was his, who was scratched because he was hurt. Yeah, so it's like yeah. he, he you got really nobody that he's played with consistently. So where how can you have chemistry and like know where that person's going to be when you're doing that? So. If you are going to do that, you got to give them, you know, give them ten shifts, you know, yeah. to, to figure it out. But you yeah. can't, you can't give them two shifts and be like, "Oh, that didn't work." Right, right. Because <laughs> you, know? you don't know. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, obviously Sutter knows what he's doing, but sometimes I feel like he he does do, you know, like you say, just too quick. Absolutely. And speaking of quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. I feel like you're overcomplicating this. My New Year's resolution for them: let's win a Stanley Cup. Let's just do it. Let's do yeah, it. That's, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm cool with that. Done. I feel like we're overcomplicating things. Done. Let's <laughs> score more goals than the other teams. Yeah, and do on, it on it's a like, consistent basis. It's our fiftieth, so we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It's the story. I mean, NHL loves a story. All Star Game is is here. Um, All Star Weekends in LA. It's it's just LA's year, so we should just. Right, get yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say at least Agreed. we have the All Star game because it's also the Penguins, it's the Blues. Yeah, 50th, there's six it's teams. The, it's uh, there's another team. Tech, they move, but technically they're fiftieth. So, but we have the All Star game. So yeah, it's yeah, a better like story. It. It's I like more it. important for us. And we're LA, the best, yeah. aka the best city. We got we got to set up a dynasty or, talk. Boom. Yeah. So they they're not sitting on that. Yeah. yeah. F All right. F Chicago and their dynasty talk. That's a wrap for 2016. Gentlemen, it has been a delight working with you guys for these past 11 shows. Looking forward to the rest of the season and a, uh, a fun and prosperous 2017. Absolutely. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at G-I-S King Show. And Share Instagram. and review. And Instagram. Good call. I always, I never show any Instagram love. Dick Instagram as well. Do you need and that's to get the it. Same address. I do need to get Instagram. Apparently, I'm over the age of 14. <laughs> um, also, share and review and subscribe to the show. Spread the word when you're at that New Year's Eve party. Tell everyone all about the guys in shorts King show. Because we're rad. Yeah, super are, rad. We are super yeah. rad. I, I'd like to think so. If you like what you heard. Also, listen to the guys in shorts sports Los Angeles show if you like. They're rad too, except LA. for Darren Mesa. <laughs> I love the war that you guys have started on Darren. Oh, he's going to get annihilated. That's what he gets for being a thief. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that in 2017. Done, done. <laughs> it's the hate couch. Oh, for James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, Dennis Wilson, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that's a wrap on 2016. Go, Kings, go! Go Kings go! Go Kings go!